It's not shiny. It's moisturized. <laughs> I'm not shiny. Okay. Well, how has your week been? Tell me about your week. Well, I actually had already two days of work. Much apologies. I'm eating um, some nerds candy corn really quick. But no rope? Nope. Couldn't do the rope. Nope. <laughs> but these things are delicious. And it makes me really sad because obviously it's just like a seasonal thing because it's candy corn, but like nerds. Freaking amazing. Um, so yeah, I had two shifts of work. I'm okay. Nothing too crazy, which is surprising because like there's some like red full moon or something this week. Which usually means it's it pure last chaos. Friday. Hmm? I thought it was last Friday. Oh, I don't know. I thought the blood moon. It looked like it, I don't know. It looked like on like Monday or Tuesday here. It was like the full moon though. No, but yeah. So surprisingly, it wasn't too too bad at work. But I'm gonna make myself a little pile of candy corn. That way, you don't have to hear the bag twenty four seven. You are so considerate. Woo woo! Episode thirty. We're almost to the end of the year. Yeah. So say hi to these peeps. Yeah. Well, hello everybody. I should have closed that window. They're like doing some kind of construction outside. There's a lot of noise happening on my end. So hopefully, in editing, this isn't too much of an issue. Uh, hopefully, same for me too. Because uh, Drew and Courtney's dog Axel just loves to bark. That's why I had to like go down and we, we built Penny a doggy door. I had to go close it because literally like she likes to torment him. She doesn't, Penny doesn't bark. We both know that she won't bark, but she likes to torment Axel next door. And just, it's just constant. So I apologize to people That's if funny. you hear dogs barking. <laughs> All right. Well, hello to everybody in uh, the United Kingdom, India, Russia, Belgium, Bulgaria, Jamaica, Italy, El Salvador, Sweden, Nigeria, Australia, Albania, Canada, Cuba, Germany, Spain, Mexico, Norway, the Philippines, and South Africa. And then hello to everybody in the United States. And that's California keeping that number one spot. But now Florida's one download away from being tied. So all I'm saying is Florida's coming for their coming for the first top spot. Um so hello to everyone in California, Florida, Washington, Georgia, Illinois, New York, Texas, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Colorado, Nevada, Kansas, Michigan, South Carolina, Wisconsin, Virginia, Arizona, Kentucky, North Carolina, Utah, Indiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Minnesota, Montana, Rhode Island, the District of Columbia, Iowa, New Mexico, Ohio, and Oklahoma. It's great to have all of you here, um, all currently enrolled patients and any new ones checking in. We're happy to have you. Um, and I totally didn't tell you this, Shannon, but just so you guys know, we we kind of said this a few episodes back. I mean, it feels like forever ago for us, but we do have a goal. Uh, we are trying to hit our first thousand downloads. We're a little over halfway there, um, but if you want to support the show, I mean, not only does like rating us and um, five-star reviewing uh, wherever you can and subscribing to our channels uh, really help, but downloads are a huge part of the algorithm as well. So if you, um, we are employing and asking, we really want to hit a thousand downloads by the end of the year. So 
We're going to put it all into your guys' hands. We really appreciate all the love and support that we have gotten so far. It's really amazing. And hopefully we can hit a thousand by the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. And um, as we've talked about it before too, um, another way you can support us if you're, if you guys really do like listening to us, it would help us. Cause like Darcy was saying before, it is like a part-time job is we do have our Patreon and Patreon open. And all that is, is for people who don't understand what those are, or is just a little way you could subscribe to us. Just a very small amount of money, very small, where you also get extra bonus content that we can give you. And you just get to learn a little bit more about us and just the day-to-day things in the whole podcast. So it's a lot of fun. And um, we hope that people like us enough and want to watch us enough to even subscribe because it really does help us and help the podcast and help us continue to do what we do. So we appreciate everything that people can do for us. And yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely easy. Check if you're on Podbean, check out our patron. Um, you can get that from our post page. Um, if, especially if you follow us, you can see it. And then uh, anyone who just go to Patreon and look us up. And there you go. We'll put the, the links are always in the description. So with all the fun intro stuff out of the way, I don't know. It's like, what, 20 minutes in? It sounds about right. Uh, I'll turn it over to you. Okay. So when I saw that I was doing the big three zero, I was super excited. Um, I wanted to kind of, I'm going to pull you guys away for a little bit. I know this is take a killer to brunch. We're going to take a little sidestep here. It's not, not confirmed that they're not killers. So it's still up in the air. So I'm going to tell you a story, Darcy, and I hope this makes you really happy because you had mentioned wanting me to do this before. I'm going to tell everybody the history and stories of gargoyles. Yes, let's <laughs> go. I love yeah. gargoyles. Did you ever watch the show? Did no, watch okay. gargoyles? I like, I, when I was doing all my research, <laughs> I like I, I didn't realize there was a show. Of course, you know, I watch like Hunchback in Notre Dame, you know, everybody does that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. And then I looked at it and I was like, maybe I remember it from when I was a kid. I don't know. But yeah, that wasn't one of the ones I super duper watched. But yeah, I definitely like had to research it a little bit when I started doing all this. But yes, this has right. been a, such a fun topic. And then, so like I said, you guys, I know it's a little, it's a little bit off. You know, we're doing this is the first cryptid that we are going to be doing. And like I said, we love the story behind gargoyles is very interesting, kind of funny. Um, like I said, it's it's not, it's not that they're not killers. We just we don't know. So, I mean, it's up to your point of view. Um, so unfortunately I know like it's not something that's super common to research, but there was a podcast that I listened to that has done it before. Um, but they did a wonderful, wonderful job. So I'm going to go ahead and just cite some of my sources. The first one being that podcast. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Darcy, but it's called drinking the Kool-Aid. No, what a great name. Yes, it's a fantastic name. Um, They do a lot of topics, though, that I'm like super interested in, too, because they do a lot of like the weird, just crazy, unsolved, like mystery type, like history, whatever, cryptid, obviously, too. So, yeah, they do a lot Uh of really, really fun topics that um, I may look into as well in the future. Um, But yeah, their episode for this was hilarious. Um, Other sources, though, I use quite a few for this one um there's one there's ravenwoodcastle.com which by the way is this cute adorable little castle in ohio um that was um it's run by a guy who's literally his bio says that he's like this old like nerd that used to play dungeons and dragons like every day 
and decided that he wanted to leave like a corporate life and then like basically runs this like castle that like middle like medieval medieval oh my gosh if I could talk in Ohio where you can like have your wedding there they have little cottages that are all like themed which is hilarious but so he did a whole little article because I guess he has gargoyles at his castle of course you know Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) and um his name was Jim Reed by the way you guys um, there's also the marysue.com. There's an article by Jessica Mason, thisoldhouse.com, and there's an article by Abe Leibovich. Um, of course, there's weebly.com. They just where I did like a Google for a gargoyle. I got some info there. And then give me one second because I have to pull this last one up because I was working on it this morning. Oh, there it is. Um, it's cryptidsfandom.com. So that's the last little article I did. Now I got to find my video again, you guys. Okay, there we go. All right. So yeah, um, we're going to dive right in then. So this is all about the gargoyle. So this is the part that got me kind of laughing a little bit. So the term gargoyle, it actually originates from a French word, which give me one second. I'm going to see if this will work or not, you guys. I I, there's absolutely no way in hell I'm going to be able to say this correctly. So it's spelled for us, us Americans, G-A-R-G-O-U-I-L-L-E. What, what language is it from? French. Spell it again. G-A-R. Any knowledge from high school. G-O-U-I-L-L-E. That's kind of what I thought, but this is literally like Google when I like said like French pronunciation for that. And this is what it is. See if it'll play or not. Oh, one more time. Yeah, I don't know, guys. It's you have to like look it up. It's bizarre because I was like, I would have never guessed that ever. You know what? But close. Gargouillet. Yeah. Maybe because there's an apostrophe over the E. Mm-mm. Accent. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to take but, that as a half win then. <laughs> so the meaning behind that word is, this is the definition. It means the noise of both water and air mixing in the throat, which also in English Ew. is gargle. Do you see the connections <laughs> now? gargoyle gargoyle, and then that french word that i cannot do (laughs) so literally okay it's like like when you gargle like mouthwash so now every time you guys try to gargle your mouthwash you're gonna think of a gargoyle and then um yeah lots of things (laughs) because now i can't think of gargoyle gargle the same needless to say even sell it spell it oh my god say it I'm struggling today. Um, Friday, man. Yes. So the first known gargoyles were created in the 13th century or roughly like, I guess, like 1201 to like 1300. And it's actually a part of French architecture. So despite what people believe, the Notre Dame was not the first. So it was actually known in French architecture. So like I said, remember, keep in mind the meanings of those words that I had just told you. So they were created originally, like the first, first gargoyles were built so that they had like a trough, I guess, cut in the back part of like their backs. 
And so when they like mm -hmm. hung off the buildings with that trough, the rainwater would basically run down the backs and then they'd have like a hole where the mouth would be. And then, so the water would come out of the mouth. So basically think of it like a gutter, but pretty, I guess, kind of like, or like artsy, I should say. So it's just a part of architecture really to just make sure that these buildings that they were creating, because they're all stone primarily, weren't getting destroyed by rainwater consistently being rushed down the side of them. So it basically pushed the rainwater off like gutters. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, we tend to think of like gargoyles as like the creatures that are just sitting there on the side of the buildings and yada, yada. Those are like a, like a later rendition of what they were originally. So originally they, you know, if you look at an original gargoyle, they aren't just like the full body thing. They kind of just like hang off the side of a building in a sense. Um, and let's see, they gained popularity really quickly back then. Cause obviously like people are like, wow, that's so strange and unusual. Like I want to put this on this building, you know? And of course, back in that time too, like the stone masonry was like a really big deal. You know, it's just a part of like the culture basically that, you know, when it came to art and stuff like that, that was a huge thing. Um, so as their popularity gained is where like all these stories kind of like started branching off about like mythology and you know you know possibly why it was even created to begin with besides just the actual architectural purpose um so let's see where am i at here it's also said that obviously no two gargoyles are the same so that's where they're saying that they all are individual creatures we all know the stories that they are stone beings that will during the day just be the stone the stones that they are and at night they come to life and they roam and protect from evil so the legend has it this is where they say the gargoyle started or the first gargoyle so it's the legend of Saint Romanus, and it's a French legend, of course. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you this story real quick, you guys. So Saint Romanus saved his country from a dragon named the La, that one word, Gargouille. <laughs> like I said, I don't say it right. Gargouille, yes. After defeating the creature, Saint Romanus burned its body. However, since the dragon, that's what this was, the creature that he had killed, um, had possessed the ability to breathe fire, its head and neck would not be burned. Therefore, they mounted La Gourier head on a wall of a church and used it to scare off harmful spirits. So that's per the Ravenwood Castle article. So basically, they're saying that the legend has it, this guy, St. Romanus, killed a dragon, decided he was going to try to burn its body to get rid of it, the head obviously would not burn, so he decided to mount it on the side, mount it on the side of a church. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we mount shit to walls now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but of course, you know, me being the person I am, I dug a little bit deeper too, and it it is also said that Saint Romanus he decided he was going to do this, but he had one catch, of course. So the town that he was saving was full of individuals that were of pagan belief so he said sure i'll kill this dragon for you i know i can kill it but i'm only going to do it if you convert to christianity eye roll <laughs> hard eye roll just leave this leave people alone just let the pagans do the pagan thing that's how we got halloween yeah yeah so i mean of course you know i i, I won't go on my soapbox too too much but you know we all too many times hear the stories of the brave man um, coming to save all the people 
from their pagan beliefs and converting them to Christianity and saving their lives and yada, yada, yada. But to me, that sounds like a little bit of blackmail. Like, I'm only going to help you if you convert. <laughs> so otherwise, yeah. I'm totally okay with you just like dying, you know? Yeah. It's uh, no very deal. Christian of him. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. But yeah, we won't. I won't go too much on a tangent there. <laughs> Um, but of course, you know, like I said, the pagan symbolism is huge when it comes to gargoyles because gargoyles originate from dragons. And of course, that's where dragons come from is pagan beliefs. Um, there are elements also known as chimeras or grotesques, um, which are part of that belief system too in pagan. And they're basically like how I would describe it would be like a human face hybrid with either like plants or animals, basically. Oh, chimera. Okay. Yeah. A chimera. Um, so I'll go into, I just broke down a few of them. And honestly, like I have pictures to send you Darcy because some of them are pretty great. These are legit. Um, they're not really gargoyles per se, but more of the, um, grotesques. So just so people know they're grotesques are, and gargoyles are kind of similar, but different. So gargoyles are more of like the creatures, like I said, that have the water spout that are like the gutters. Grotesques are similar in that they're still creatures per se, but you'll find more that it's like the head. So you can see like a window and then like at the top of the window, like the border, you'd have like the head, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's more of what a grotesque is. So it's not necessarily a full body thing. It's more just like the, the head, but it's also like a stonemasonry work that would be put on buildings, churches, you know, architectural things that you'll find. Um, so I found an article that kind of goes through a couple of different types. Um, the first one that I'll go through and just kind of explain to you is there's some, there's one called the green man. Um, and this originates all the way back to the Roman empire. So, and they're kind of like, I don't know, you guys, you got to look them up. They're kind of creepy. So it's literally like the eyes of a human or sometimes even the face this time, this one's like a face. And then it like flows into like, a border of like ivy basically so that's where it's like the green man it's like ivy or foliage that's like around it but then like it's just like this face oh, like man. this eyeballs and humanoid face that's the green man anyways the more disturbing one to me is one called eyes of a child oh oh i don't like where this is going <laughs> yeah and you know where this one's most popular fucking america of course You're so yeah, it, it was it. <laughs> so creepy, <laughs> but they were primarily um, created back in like 1890 to 1930. So obviously way back when America was first being built. Um, and so you can mainly only find them in like Northeast and Midwest um, areas. So, cause obviously places like Arizona and California and stuff like that are a lot newer than that. So but it looks like from what I gathered, like the great depression, once that kind of hit, obviously the stone masonry and all the fancy things that they'd put on buildings and stuff like that kind of went away. Cause really it was just bare minimum. We have to get by, you know, this is the only like the surplus that we have and that's it. Um, so yeah, they kind of stopped after that. Luckily we don't have to see any of those in Arizona. So I don't want to see eyes of a child staring at me off Listen, of the building. I don't, Right, but that could be like a black-eyed child. Like you could see black-eyed children. You should cover the black-eyed children. Jesus. That one I'm gonna need a lot of like alcohol for because 
I'm going to need to want to that forget all the research I do <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't want to put any of that energy out into the world. <laughs> yeah. No, I just want to absorb it, type it, and then let it low, let go. Just let it go. Just like clear your search history after every single article. Yes. <laughs> just make sure we delete that whole like uh, Google Here, Doc. You write it, it down, write your notes down and then yes. burn yeah. it. Yes. With yes, some yes, sage. Yes. yes. Throw some sage in there. Light a few candles around it, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then next, what I'll tell you about is one called Good versus Evil. So this was a design that was during like the middle ages when of course our lovely friend, the Catholic church adopted this style. So on the exterior of the church would be the grotesques representing evil. So like the scariest of the scary that you would see. And then they'd be like the horned bat-like creatures that just kind of like put fear into people because a lot of people at that time too were illiterate. So they didn't read. So they wanted to say like, how can we represent like evil so they made these grotesques that were very scary and then once the person or individual would enter the church it would be the good that they would see so they would see all the beautiful portraits the paintings the colors the angels those kind of sculptures and stuff like that too whereas like outside the church is where the evil is you know is that so where the, the like the the happy and sad theatrical masks kind of come from do you know? I don't know. I didn't see that, but it was more or less just like the concept that on the exterior is where they would put the ugly, you know, and then on the interior is where they'd put like the beautiful and like the good. The ugly is on the outside, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the church is supposed to be your sanctuary. Please don't read. <laughs> yeah. Please just look at these pictures and interpret them how we want you to interpret them. Mm -hmm. um but yeah sorry you guys um and then there's one called Having the devouring giant <laughs> sorry not sorry but um the devouring giant I I kind of think of this as like the most common one but also I find it the most hilarious too because like they mimic gargoyles and like the open mouth themed you know so literally it's like a humanoid face with like otherworldly features meaning like they could have like horns or whatever and literally their mouth is just like a gape so there's like and I'm like, why? <laughs> but that's where the devouring giant came from. So please don't take a screenshot of that. You probably will, I'm sure. Uh, were you the one that just laughed? Or was that Lexi laughing in the background? No, that was me. Okay, because it sounded like it was from a faraway distance. And I was like, if it wasn't you and it wasn't Lexi, it was probably a black-eyed child somewhere in your Oh, stop, because my background is black right now, Okay. <laughs> Because my oh, lighting, I can it. you're fine. You're fine. Okay. There is some times, dude, like there are some times like um, where you're like when you're more to like this side of the screen and you can see your door, that sometimes it like moves or it's like the light goes on in the back. I know it's people, like I'm very well aware that it's people, but it like, you know, we don't know. Well, I mean, um, please don't tell me that today because I am alone today right now. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if it was the one, that, if you were the one that laughed, then you're fine. I was just, I had to ask. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> Cause I'm like, um, it's just me and Penny. So hopefully it's like a dog shaped. 
Penny. Oh, Pam Pan. Anyway, I'm totally diverging us off topic, but they look like that because it's, I'm guessing like they're, because, you know, people just, men look stupid. And by men, I mean like the human population just looks dumb. So that's your dumb face when you hear something yeah. you don't agree with. Yeah. They're like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, and then the most crazy one that I um, researched, um, I'm just going to call it big vagina energy. We'll put it there. Yes. BVE. Yes, Name of the BVE. episode. BVE. <laughs> big like vagina disease. energy. So um, this one was the one that was actually popular like way back in the day in Ireland of all places. So go Ireland. We love the the spirit of the vagina. Um, so of course, you know, Ireland being like the hub of like pagan beliefs and stuff like that too. They have quite a few just different buildings that have like gargoyles or like the grotesques on them. And this is where you can find the big vagina energy one that I call. Um, and so in their beliefs, fertility is huge. So actually pagan beliefs is more centered around females than it is the male population. So fun facts, because, you know, pagans were wiped out, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but so fertility was a huge major belief. Um, so symbols um, were not excluded, obviously, in their architecture. So their beliefs were that if they put, it's literally like, I'm going to send you a picture right now, actually. Um, like it, it, they're not the prettiest by any means. They're very crude. I mean, these are probably <laughs> the oldest, one of the oldest carvings. Um, they're crude. She's not pretty ladies and gentlemen. She's not pretty. So basically what it is, is that it's this creature that's supposed to be a woman literally like pulling apart her vulva. They say, we love this is that what you meant by literal big vagina <laughs> yes please once you get this i need to see this sorry i'm getting like work messages and i'm like i'm on my lunch break leave me alone it kind of it kind of looks like a sea monkey <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it's not it's not the prettiest, but that was like the most common like rendition that I found. Um also yeah, it's it's literally just it almost looks like like she's like a sea monkey or like just like a like a bald little like alien being that's obviously must be a woman because yeah. she's literally pulling apart what looks like a vagina with her hands <laughs> in a very awkward crouching position. Um yeah. So not the prettiest, but you know, we appreciate the vagina energy, you know um let's see let me send you a couple of these really quick because i just want you to see them and then when it comes to like, like i said like i briefly told you earlier like the notre dame and like some of the other more popular gargoyles um like notre dame actually was like they were added on like in the 19th century so they're actually really not that old considering like how old gargoyles are um but let me show you some of my fun ones that i found And then I'll kind of describe each picture that I just sent to Darcy and hopefully we can kind of post them too for you guys because it's it's gold. These are on actual buildings. Most of them are actually churches as well, you guys.
I love that one. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> I'm going backwards in the order you sent them. So <laughs> I'm like, ooh, Darth Vader. And then I'm like, oh, look at the, like the wiener dog. And <laughs> so you want to know where that one, the last one that you opened up is from? I really it, hope you can... there's dirty rainwater that. <laughs> <laughs> so leave it to fucking Germany of all places to put that on the side of a building. Good. Oh my so God. So for you guys a... that can't see what Darcy's Why seeing right now. positions like that? it's literally somebody crouching over like their butt is hanging off the building like an asshole like bent very far and the rain comes out of the butt it's like in a very crude but funny way it's like when you were in pe in grade school and you had to touch your toes yes (laughs) just imagine that coming off of a building mind you what if it rains and then you know you're getting poured on by butt water so <laughs> butt water <laughs> the booty juice oh, oh my god the booty juice <laughs> have you heard the booty song no uh i'll have to send it to you my sister um we went to the beach when she was in town and she we had jeremy play that on his bluetooth speaker at the beach um and it's like a three minute song. It's like, it's, he's like an actual like country singer, but he's kind of like a comedic country singer. And basically the lyrics are like, um, he sings a lot of things, but it's like big booty, little booty, shopping booty, stubborn booty. And it's just like this entire song about booty lyrics. It's so I funny. can almost guarantee that my cousin Scott probably has that downloaded on his Spotify, like a thousand percent That's knowing him. Definitely a Scott, a Scott song. Yes. And then so for you guys at home, the second picture I had sent Darcy was that AVE. It's really cute little, it looks like a wiener dog, like hanging off like the side of a building. And it's like standing on a platform that that's where the rainwater comes out of. And then the final one, which Darcy's favorite is actually legit. So it is Darth Vader's head and you can actually find it on the Washington National Cathedral. So if you glance oh. up at one of their towers, I think it's their Northwest Tower, you can literally spot Darth Vader's like head hanging off the side. What did does it say why they chose Darth Vader? So I guess um, they kind of wanted to pay homage to the whole gargoyle theme too, because obviously, like I said, America's not not an old country like you know in the European countries. So when they were creating this cathedral, they wanted, they basically hired out various different artists, like stonemasonry artists that got to do their own renditions of gargoyles and what they wanted to put on the side of the church. So I don't know who this was. I didn't get a chance to actually research who created this, but apparently they wanted to, um, they just felt the need to put Darth Vader's head there. So I'm sure they were just some crazy Star Wars nerd that also side jobbed in stonemasonry. it's it's wonderfully done you know and i Mm. i I give props to like that washington the cathedral there i mean the fact that they're like hell yeah man let's just stick this on the side of our church but there's nothing inside that's like the rebellion (laughs) (laughs) nothing i found um and then i have for you guys just some tidbits here too of just some other kind of more known gargoyles um 
So especially here in America, these are like more of the American ones. Did you know, Darcy, that there is actually a gargoyle at Disneyland? I didn't know that because I don't do Disneyland as much as normal people, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. So I actually haven't seen it, but fun fact, every time we've ever gone to Disney, I've never actually gone on the Haunted Mansion ride. But apparently in like the fast pass like line, it's like in this like garden area, they have a gargoyle there. Oh, maybe I've seen it. I love the Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion is fabulous. You should go. Well, okay. So every time we, every time we look for it next time. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys have seen it or anything like that too, you'll be able to point it out and no, but honestly, no, every time we go to Disney, like, I mean, I've brought it up to Sean before too. I was like, Hey, should we go on like the haunted mansion? Cause sometimes we're near it and everything, but Sean's always like, nah, the line's too long. Yada, yada, yada. And then of course we end up going on pirates of the Caribbean like 5,000 times. Cause that is Sean's. No, it's so worth it. I know. And I'm so excited because, you know, you know, of course, everybody knows who's ever been to Disney, either Disney World or Disneyland. There's that certain smell of Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) That very distinct, you know, the second you like step through those tunnels to get to the line to the ride, it's that smell. I don't know what it is. If it's like the rubber plastic of like the mannequins mixed with the water, the fog machines. I don't know. We all know Pirates of the Caribbean has a very specific smell. What was I going to say? If you ever, there's on Disney Plus, there's a, like, behind the Disney or whatever, and they have a, like, a documentary on the Haunted Mansion and, like, how the Haunted Mansion came to be and, like, the 99 ghosts and, like, like, the woman who's the head and the orb. Like, it's a really fun little, like, how it developed into what it is. And me and John watched it. It was so fun. But, yeah, I mean, listen, if you can do Pirates of the Caribbean 5,000 times, you can do Haunted Mansion once. I know. It's cute. It's fun. It's fun. Like, look, we'll take one time away from Pirates of the Caribbean, okay? Because I know typically I feel like that they're in like the general same-ish area, so. Um, but also there are a couple gargoyles that I wanted to tell you about. So maybe in future episodes, I might go over this location. Have you ever heard of the Eastern State Penitentiary? The ring no, all? I don't think I have. So it's in Pennsylvania. It's been covered a lot by like various like ghost hunters, ghost adventures, those kind of people, because it's super haunted. Okay. Very creepy looking too, like very creepy. It's like a, almost like a castle, but it was like a penitentiary. So it was a prison. Um, so it's very haunted. And I guess back in 2005, so they're really not even that old of gargoyles. They were added on. Um, supposedly the story goes that they were added due to the fact that there are, it is such a haunted location. So they're supposed to, in theory, scare away some of the harmful spirits from the location. Um, but you want to know what their, their names are? What? They were named Frank and Carson. Frank. Hi, Frank. Frank. <laughs> Which is also my dad, you guys, but yes, Frank. Hi, Frank. Frank and Carson. They're at the penitentiary and they look fucking frightening. So I don't know how they got the names Frank and Carson because they are not Frank and Carson. Okay. They're like the epitome of like that winged bat like creature with claws and yeah, scariness. But Frank and Carson. So that makes them a little bit less scary. Deceiving. Uh, yep. And finally, you guys and Darcy, I wanted to tell you a real life gargoyle story so this is going to be kind of like the end of my little episode 
I know it's not going to be a super duper long one, but I thought this would be a fun little, little thing for our 30th episode, I guess. Um, but anyway, so my final story for you is one called the NASA gargoyle. Have you heard of it before? Okay. NASA. No. (laughs) So here's how it goes. I literally typed this out this morning. So bear with me. I'm going to read you word for word the story that I wrote based off the article that I read. So it was one dark evening in 1986 at the Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas. Frank Shaw, one of NASA's archivists, was finally leaving work after a long day and walking out to his car. Unfortunately, no one else was around. It was super late at night. Suddenly, Frank Shaw notices something odd on the edge of a building. A sense of unease was looming in the air, and poor Shaw was utterly frozen in terror. A jet black humanoid with what looked like a cape across its shoulders and wings protruding on each side of the fabric, which Frank also says could possibly be its skin. He wasn't quite sure, which is also grotesque. A cape of skin um, was sitting on the side of the building. All of a sudden, its wings unfurl and crackling noises are audibly heard. Immediately, it takes off in the direction of Frank Shaw. Hearing the cracking, he finally breaks out of his frozen stupor and books it towards the safety of his car. Fumbling with his keys, Shaw manages to get the door open just in time to start the car and drive off into the dark of night, unable to even look back to see if he was still being pursued. Interesting. So it's following him. He doesn't know. He said he couldn't even look back and see. So this is Hmm. her story, a real story of Frank Shaw. So it was actually told 18 years later by his daughter, Desiree, because of course, seeing that Frank Shaw was a scientist and likely he had a really good job at the time. This was back in the 1980s. He really didn't want to tell anybody at NASA because he didn't, he didn't want to be called crazy or insane or have his credibility like denied, you know, or questioned. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I guess as the weeks went on, according to Desiree, he was just off. He wasn't himself. He couldn't sleep. I guess every time he did sleep multiple times, he'd wake up just in like a full terror, like screaming basically, because he could not get this night out of his head. He was just in utter shock, basically. Finally, he, even after talking to his family and talking to his wife and his daughter, he's like, I have to tell somebody, like, I just need to tell somebody because I can't not, I can't get this out of my head. So he goes to one of his superiors and much to his belief, his, his superior wasn't even shocked at all. So of course, Frank's like, wait a minute, you're not like surprised by this. Like this isn't, this isn't like disturbing to you or anything like that. So I guess his superior at the time admitted that um, the Johnson Space Center actually has a specific file made for this creature and all of its sightings. So apparently there were dozens at this time. Sadly, one of the more grotesque and um, horrible little stories and that are within this file supposedly is that of, um, I guess they, they must've been like security dogs, but two of the German shepherds that were on site at the Johnson Space Center were found basically in the exact same spot Shaw was at. They were found mutilated and like had all of their like blood just drained from their bodies and killed. So interesting, sad puppies. 
Um, it gets even crazier because I guess according to Desiree, once the story got leaked, um, NASA, the higher, higher, higher ups, even beyond the Johnson Space Center, decided to take action. So according to her, two men in black show up basically out of nowhere. Um, according to Shaw, they said that they had flown in from somewhere in Arizona, which I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is here, um, claiming that they needed to interrogate the witnesses from this file. They told Shaw basically word for word that it would be in his and his family's best interest to refrain from telling his story. And I'm like, is that not a threat? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Which is hence why it took Desiree, his daughter, nearly 18 years to tell a story to, I guess, originally it was to an author named Nick Redfern in 2004. Interesting. Yeah. So the podcast that I listened to the drinking the Kool-Aid podcast, it, they made some good points too. Like if you think about it, like the description that I had said that it's like the black bat, like humanoid creature with a cape. I was like, immediately I was like, is it Batman? Could it be Batman? <laughs> but then the whole like skin grotesque. And then if you think about like the cracking of its like wings, like unfurling and stuff like that, I could see why they think it'd be like a gargoyle. Cause it's almost like the stone, you know what I mean? Like where it's like right. coming to life. Um, and then of course in America, we have different legends and lore of cryptids known as Mothman. So that's another really common theory that it was actually Mothman. Oh, okay. I could see that. Yeah. And then it was funny because the, the girls on the podcast are like, wait a minute. Like, I almost like, I'm like, maybe, you know, what if, what if a lot of these winged cryptid like creatures were actually gargoyles coming to life at night? Oh, and they're just hanging out in plain sight. Yeah. The theory. But yeah. So one. that is my story of the NASA gargoyle. What do you think, Darcy? Do you think, it's, do you think it's a legit? I think if men in black are showing up, nothing good ever comes out of men in black showing up. Um, yeah. They're just kind of like bullies and they threaten your family and everything like that. And if my thing is like, if there was nothing to that story, why would they show up? You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of effort and money to silence someone that you feel has no validity, but I don't know. I'm not saying it's not a legit story, but I think the biggest thing I look for in these kinds of stories is like, what does the person have to gain and lose by telling their story? And generally, if there's more to lose than there is to gain, then I'm like, why would they then go forward and tell the story, except for the fact that they felt the need to tell the story? Right. And my theory is too, is like, it didn't specifically say in the article or not, but obviously with such a time passing, it was like 18 years since the actual incident. I'm guessing that maybe Frank Shaw had at that point been coming to the point of retiring or had already retired, you know? So maybe at that mm -hmm. point, his daughter was more comfortable with telling the story. I think too, it speaks volumes to the fact that he couldn't personally say it himself because he was still probably pretty shook enough about it. And then also too, it's like, with the whole men in black thing too, it's like if they had not just gone to him, but all the other files in there too, to the people that had witnessed the same things, um, 
I mean, obviously that's a, that's a decent threat for a lot of people basically. And maybe that's why he has the only story that's leaked out so far. You know, I mean, I know the government does pretty extreme things when it comes to like trying to keep quiet. And unfortunately, a lot of times it works. And so unfortunately, Frank Shaw's story is the only one that we know, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't more out there that just, they never got told. Yep, absolutely. And the men in black is a whole thing on its own. So yeah. Yep. Someday I maybe I even reach research that just different. Hope different you're making a list, man. Hope you're making a yep. list. <laughs> different sightings of men in black and what they do and whatnot. And I'm like, also too, it's like, you know, have you ever thought, like, I know this is kind of like an off topic tangent a little bit, but it's like, you know, where a lot of like stories, like even like mythological creatures and stuff like that, or even like something as simple as like the movie men in black, how much is that is based off of like an actual real thing. Right. You know, like the whole like fairies and dragons and stuff like that. Are they purely made up or are they based off of something too? Mm-hmm. And there was one. So like um, our podcast Instagram follows a few cryptid pages and there's this one cool one. I, I liked the video. I'll have to like send it to you, but it's this weird, it's like a mermaid site, like, like siren kind of shit. Like this dude, he's like really popular on TikTok, blah, 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 blah sirens in his on his like boating vessel that he like fishes on and he did like this whole series and then one of his last videos some research like marine research from the government gets on his ship and like starts doing all this research he's like if this isn't something then why the fuck are they on my boat like why are they here it's a bananas video. Anyway, off topic. But there, those one of those cryptic pages was talking about fairies and like someone caught a fairy on their like ring camera or something. It looks like a grasshopper to me, if I'm honest. It looks like a grasshopper flying. Um, and I didn't know this, but apparently there's lore that fairies are actually like dark and like actually dangerous creatures, not these cute little tinkerbells that we think they are. Right. So fairies would be a fun one. Yeah. You know what other one that kind of like sparked my interest? I don't know how, I think I was listening to that podcast or something and they talked about it too. I was like, gnomes are a good one too. Oh yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. That's another one I'm interested in. But yeah, like there's a whole bunch of stories on that too. So yeah, I mean, I loved this. Like it was really fun doing the cryptid thing. Like I said, like, I mean, maybe they are killers, you know, obviously the, that first story about the St. Romanus killing the dragon creating the first gargoyle the dragon was a killer so you never know yeah the dragon sounds a little bitter too i'd be i mean i'd be a little bit bitter yeah but then also too it's like some people believe gargoyles are good creatures where they are there to protect so it is all up to Mm. your discretion but yeah so that's my story for you guys this week like i said i know it was kind of a short one but i figured for the big three zero for a 30th episode, I would kind of do something a little different. And no one more fitting for the 30th episode than you. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so I'm glad, I'm glad I got to do this because I knew that was like one of the first things you had requested. So gargoyles, I love it. The cartoon was great. So (laughs) I know I have to go watch a couple episodes or something at least so I can feel fulfilled. they team up with this woman, uh, this female uh, like detective, and they like fight crime in the city. Me and John actually have a board game of gargoyles. It's fabulous. Um, and 
they team up and yeah, it's so fun. They team up and they fight crime, right? It's a kid's show. And obviously the, the main gargoyle guy, you know, him and her start to fall in love. And I was like, okay, we love this. Like love is love, whether you're a gargoyle or a human. Yes. (laughs) It's great. Awesome. Well, thanks you guys so much for listening to my stories. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, do you want to finish us off, Darcy, with all the lovely things and places people can find us? Sure. Like we said before, um, if you like the episode, definitely rate us. Um, you can definitely subscribe and like and follow us. Definitely help us get to those thousand downloads. But you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at TAKTB Podcast. Send us an email at TAKTB Podcast at gmail.com. Our website is www.takeakillertobrunch.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. I was like, what's the other one? At Take a Killer to Brunch. And then obviously Patreon and Patreon. Check them out. Everything will be in the description below. And for those of you watching on YouTube, if you like this video, definitely give it a like because it fucks with the algorithm in a positive way. So thanks guys. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. Bye.